0: Welcome back to For Folk's Sake, it's your host Paige, and this week we are celebrating my one year. I really wanted to make a point of celebrating the one year because I've been told that I don't celebrate my accomplishments enough, so I've decided to go balls to the walls celebrating myself, celebrating where I've been. My first episode came out September 24th of 2021. Everyone remembers my first episode. It's still my highest listened episode actually to this day. Um, I asked Taryn Thompson, If I could interview her, I messaged her on my personal Instagram and was like, hey, I want to start a podcast. I find you very interesting and I want to know if you'd like to come on for an episode. And she was like, yes, absolutely love it. I went over to her house and the first question she asked me was, so what's your podcast name? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even have a name at that point. I was still trying to figure out the kind of vibe I wanted behind it. Was I going to only interview women? Was I only going to interview women? women in STEM? Was I going to interview everybody? Was I going to focus on one topic? I kind of was just more intrigued by the idea of never saying no to a conversation, essentially, and so I didn't have a name and I told her, like, yeah, no, I I don't have a name. I've, I think the name I had at that point that was kind of the front runner was, like, just folks talking, but that didn't sound cool. It didn't feel right. It didn't, like, resonate with me at all, so... Just Folks Talking didn't come out. I also thought about doing Couch Buddies, (laughs) which is so weird now that I think about it. But the idea was that like I'd get a studio and I'd have a couch in it and then it would just like the microphone would be between me and a friend or whomever my guest is that week and we would just sit and talk on a couch. Couch Buddies and Just Folks Talking did not come to fruition. In fact, I asked a group chat. I was like, guys, I have everything. I have you know, someone who's ready to make my artwork. I have, um, like, three episodes banked up. I have all these things for the podcast. I had a color palette picked out and I didn't have a name. And so, thankfully, my, uh, Cochina's group chat helped me with that one. So, very thankful. To Brie, actually, she came on. She was the episode about teen motherhood, body positivity, and, like, not letting people on the internet get you down. So, shout out to Bree Tilkey. Actually, she came up with my name for folks' sake. Her other suggestion was, um, oh, No Folks Given, which was a really quick contender, but I felt like it was almost too, too spicy. I liked For Folks' Sake. I loved that, and that's where we are, FFS, so... We got that. So, when I went to go interview Taryn, she was my first episode. I actually did a ton of episodes that visit when I was home. And I interviewed my dad. And actually, when I was home, this was the first time that I had asked one of the individuals I really wanted to interview, I said, you know, do you want to come on for my podcast? We could talk about X, Y, and Z. And they just flat out told me no. And unfortunately, it was the person that I really thought was going to be like, yeah, like, let's do it. This sounds fun. They just flat out told me no and I'm not gonna lie in that moment I was kind of on like a roll like I had already interviewed my dad I had already interviewed Taryn I'd interviewed another person whose episode actually never came out and then I wanted to interview this fourth person and they told me no so I was pretty disappointed about that I'm not gonna lie a little bit of imposter syndrome came in where I was like oh my gosh I just got my first denial this is an awful idea nobody's gonna want to talk to me like if this person I just had really set my around that single person, which I know is a huge mistake. So, the beginning of Folk's Sake was kind of like a touch and go for a while, but then I just decided that um, I was going to go for it, and I'm really happy that I did. It's been almost a year, and I love it. I've met so many people that I would never know if it wouldn't have been for the podcast. I wouldn't have the stories and experiences and the lessons that I've learned, so I'm just really appreciative of my journey thus far, and. Yeah, just like super appreciative, super grateful. I've come into this week. I mean, last week I was kind of stressed about a couple things, but I've come into this week with a lot of like reflection almost. I know reflection, everyone's like, oh, reflection. But seriously, like reflection and gratitude to myself. I've almost a couple times thought about the Kanye West, what was it, the Grammy Awards, where he was talking about how like no one will ever believe in you and like you'll never know what would have happened if I would have lost because it didn't happen. And so I guess I've been thinking about Kanye West, which maybe I should see a therapist. I don't think taking advice from Kanye West is maybe my my most proud moment. So, well, TBD on that one. So in this year of the podcast, there's been a lot of things that I have learned. Um, you know, people have canceled on me, they've ghosted me, completely denied an episode like I referred to before, and I will say that I think the most painful is being ghosted, um... You know, I don't think I've ever been ghosted by, like, a romantic partner before because I did get married when I was 20, so um, I didn't have a lot of time to have ghosting experiences when it came, but being ghosted for a podcast episode is, like, a different type of pain where you're just, like, you know, you have them fill out the questionnaire, you come up with an outline, you've been stalking them, they're LinkedIn, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna learn so much, this episode's gonna be amazing, everyone's going to love it, and then they just, like, never reply to you. The day comes and goes that they scheduled the appointment or the interview and you're just kind of like, maybe something happened, but they still have it in their calendar. So they're going to show up and I'm always like, can't wait to talk to you. Here's my address so you can go. And then they never show up. It feels like being equivalent to like being stood up for a date essentially so I would definitely say at least with denial someone saying like no I don't want to come on the podcast you can at least be like okay well at least they were blunt and like just straight up told me no but being ghosted you're like I feel like there's a lot of more inferiority If that's how you say it, attached to it where you're like, wow, like I'm not even worth the time to explain that you just didn't want to come. So I feel like that's a lesson I've learned is that if someone ghosts me, someone denies, someone cancels, that that's fine. Not everyone is going to be as passionate or excited about it. And I am still what I would consider a rather small podcaster. So, um, you know, I think my mom has told me this before that how people act and how they treat you isn't about you it doesn't have anything to do with you it has everything to do with them so I essentially just if it happens I just send like a good energy spurt where I'm like you know what good for you if it's not your cup of tea that's cool thanks for being honest or if they ghost you it's like I hope nothing super traumatic happened in your life and you're just like chilling out so nothing to do with me everything to do with them which is a really good lesson to have learned this year because prior to that I would have just been like what's wrong with me why doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with you. So, that's probably the first lesson that I've learned. Um, Some of the the behind-the-scene moments that I wanted to highlight that I think are super cool. Um, So, I everybody remembers the episode with Jen Villalobos. I had so much fun talking to Jen. I actually met her when I got here. She was like the second key caller that I've ever had. A key caller is essentially like if you are married to someone in the military, you already know what a key caller is. But a key caller is basically like your mom. I don't know how else to explain it. Or like a big sister. We'll say that. Where they tell you um, events that are coming up or meetings that you need to be at. Things like that. Or if your spouse is gone. and you are going to go home, you need to tell them where you're going to be in case they need to get a a hold of you if something happens. Um, They're there for like emotional support. They're there for you to be like, I don't know where to do this for my insurance. I need a POA. Like they're kind of like your tour guide slash big sister. So I was really excited to talk to Jen because we've already developed like a pretty good friendship from her being my key caller. And I'm super fascinated in her as well because she's always been kind of like this very tangible force of nature when she comes into a room. And not only does she have, like many small children that are all very adorable and very polite. Um, the business that she runs requires a lot of time. I mean, she hand makes every product that she has and it's like a woodworking business almost or I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but that's kind of like the view I have of it. And I think that's super interesting because typically woodworking is a very male dominated field and not only does she have small children, but her husband's work schedule is very unreliable and then her business is very time consuming. So I really started looking into time management this year with having a podcast going to school working you know that's a lot of things to do and we only have 24 hours in a day so i really wanted to talk to her about time management so i go to interview jen and it turns out that however it's going to work best is that her husband's still at work but he can like watch their children and that we can do the interview at our husband's place of employment Well, our husband's place of employment is obviously on a military base. And so there's a lot of activity going on on military bases. You have like helicopters, large vehicles, sometimes boom sounds, explosions. People could be training. You know, there's a lot of noises. And this was a really challenging episode to edit. This is also when I learned that I can have a successful podcast episode inside my car. Um, And so that's how I figured out that I could do podcasts podcast in my car, so between... Realizing that, and then having the challenge of editing out helicopters, explosions, large vehicles, things of that nature, it was really good for my editing experience as well because I was able to learn how to take out background noise, how to cut around sound to not compromise voice, not compromise tone in the voice as well. And so, Jen's was just a really cool episode to kind of have someone there that knew me before the podcast, knew me. I mean, I think me and Jen started our, or she became my key caller in like 2017. That's such a long time. Jen has been with me through a lot of stuff. So that was a really fun episode because, you know, usually with that relationship, she's kind of taking care of you, making sure you know what's going on. And so having Jen on the podcast was really cool because it was kind of like the roles were reversed where I got to ask her questions about herself. And so, yes, I definitely learned um some good time management tips editing things and it opened the possibility of like car interviews to me which super appreciative of so Another behind the scenes story is when I went to go see Amanda Joyce. So if you remember, she was the ethical beekeeper and she actually lives on the other side of Olympia from me. And she kind of lives closer to the coast or like outside of Olympia. I'm not exactly sure which town she's closest to and I don't want to mess it up either. So I'm just not going to say anything. But Amanda lives in a very wooded area. So I traveled, I got like I always get my guests like a little something something because I'm super appreciative of their time. I think if I were to just pay people, it's kind of like, okay, thanks for the money, but I like giving gifts so that they know that I put thought into it and that I like, I don't know, I just like gifts better than money. It feels like less gross. If <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but it feels less gross. And so I went out to her farm in like the gorgeous woods and I was like, can we see the bees and I honestly when I asked her if I could see the bees I thought she was gonna be like yeah no like I don't know we're not gonna do that but we can talk about them you know and she was like heck yeah you can see the bees like let's go and so she takes me down this hill First, she shows me her like dirt bike track, which is like wicked. I want a dirt bike. Actually, I want a four wheeler. Um, That's a different conversation. Anyway, back to the bees. So we look at these beehives and they're like so cutely painted and she kind of stops me. She's like, OK, listen, so when you approach the bees, kind of want to approach them from behind and kind of like let them come to you don't freak out, no sudden movements. And so we're moving up to these bees from behind and a bee comes and lands on me and she's so calm. She says, okay, so there's like a little friend that's on your arm right now. Like don't freak out. All they're doing right now is taking your scent, carrying it back to the hive and letting everyone know that like you're cool, like you're chill, like you're not here to harm them, you know. Whatever. And it was one of those moments that I didn't get on recording, obviously, because we were outside in the middle of like her property where I was like, this is why I wanted to start for folks sake to like learn things like this. I love learning. I love gaining knowledge. I'm a big proponent. And like your mind is the only thing that someone can't take from you unless someone's doing a lobotomy on you which then they can definitely take your mind from you but like your mind and your power and your experiences are the only thing that someone can't take from you and i got to learn that like if you're going to approach bees just chill out like they'll be chill they're only going to sting you if you f- sting you if they feel threatened and so i loved learning about that And so we see these bees and she taught me about her passion like right there. It was so cool and it had it let me come up with more in-depth questions than I originally had. So I was able to kind of like keep my notes and my phone out so I could be like, oh, that's a great question. I'll ask you when we get inside, you know, whatever. So we go inside and we're sitting on her office floor and her office is like so cutely decorated and she starts talking about, you know, she had an ADHD diagnosis. She's in school for psychology and it was really cool because i feel like we got to sit on her floor even after the episode i mean the episode went amazing and we clicked very well but even after after the episode we just kind of sat there and talked we talked about you know being married we talked about being in school and it was there on her office floor that i feel like i really gained a friend which i have a lot of friends but you know I grew up in a town of 600 people where basically you had like 600, uh, 550 friends. And so it was really cool to feel like I was gaining a community, but I was also gaining a person that really has a little special place in my heart. And me and Amanda still hang out. We actually went out to lunch together uh, maybe like a couple months ago. And it's just really cool to feel like I have someone that I can kind of bounce ideas off of, ask for advice. And she always brings me farm fresh eggs, which I'm super appreciative of. She has chickens, which is so cool. And she brings me farm fresh eggs. And it's like, I love it, but I think Andrew loves it more where he'll be like, yes. Like, because Andrew grew up on a farm. So he's like all about the farm fresh egg vibe. And so he just absolutely loves it. And so it's really cool learning from people and in. the moment learning and having that learning experience right in front of you like having the for example like having the bees right there to talk about and that was one of those really cool behind the scene moments where I was like I would never get to see like a beehive operation like this or learn about bees in this way if I wouldn't have started the podcast and I wouldn't have built a relationship with Amanda and now I have like a little forever friend in Washington and so it's really cool and I'm super appreciative of her she's she's super awesome. So another really fun episode, and I would say one of the episodes that I got the most feedback or messages on, you know, I got a lot of feedback on episode three and four, Jazz and Haley, which were just like, wow, this was really sad and I feel very appreciative of my life, which that's one type of feedback or like message to get. Um, Another episode that I got a ton of feedback on was Dan and Evan from the SBA podcast and so essentially how I make connections in the podcast world is I just like look at people who have podcasts and then if they seem cool I'm like I'm gonna follow them because maybe they um will know something that I don't or like what if I need help one day or what if they need help you know it's good to create a community within the industry that you're in like for example Haley up in Seattle if I have an audio question or if I have an idea that I'm like I don't really know if this is a good idea I run it past Haley because she's also a podcaster so I really value her opinion And so one day I was just looking at podcasts like within the Olympia, Tacoma area, which by the way, there's not a lot. I don't know if there's just not podcasters who are putting their locations on their profiles, but there's honestly not a whole lot of podcasts in this area. And so I found one and it's called the SBA podcast, which is an acronym for something else, but I'm not going to say it on here and um i think i followed them first just to be like what are these guys doing i also wanted to make it a point to have more males on my podcast i don't really ever feel super comfortable around men i think that's just like being raised in a very like woman-centered family it's just kind of like what happens in men and you're you know whatever men are men are super cool And so, I honestly debated on having Dan and Evan on the podcast for a while. I knew that they were within the MC culture. I know that they have no filter, and I was kind of like, I mean, I think it's cool, but like, I don't know if my audience will think it's cool, or they'll be like, oh, what the heck, you know, because they're very blunt. They kind of just say whatever they want, which is awesome. I honestly think it's awesome. I think Dan and Evan are the shit. They have a new podcast host, too. I don't really know about what he's all about, but I'll speak on Dan and Evan. Dan and Evan are, like, for for folk's sake approved. They're super cool guys, super nice, and so I kind of debated on having them on for a while, but then I talked to Kanani. Kanani does my hair. She's also um, guest on episode 12, and I was like, yeah, I want to have these bikers on my podcast, but, like, I don't really have a niche, but I kind of like always keep it to like women, if that makes sense. So I was just kind of nervous, one, about having men and two, having two very outspoken men. And she kind of told me that I was looking at it as like a disadvantage. She's like, let them come on and let them talk. Like you're going to learn so much from them. They're not going to hold back, which is what you want. You want to have open and honest conversations with people. And she brought up the fact that Oprah had the KKK on her show once and that if Oprah can interview like a white supremacist hate group then I can interview a couple of like local bikers who are super nice and super respectful and so I was like yeah you're right like what am I doing I don't really care honestly if people are like not vibing with their like if you I mean the episode came out great I mean they're super cool they're really funny and so I was just kind of nervous about it and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have these bikers over, and they're men. I don't know why I keep having a negative connotation to men. Men are cool, men are great, but you know, men that you don't know coming to your home, you're just kind of like, oh man, I'm nervous, you know, whatever. So they pull up on their bikes, which their bikes are super cool, by the way, also makes me want to get a bike. Once again, I will compromise for a four-wheeler, but um, they pull up. They're super, super cool. I had made us drinks I think I made us like strawberry mojitos so I had these bikers drinking like strawberry mojitos and eating like bacon ranch dip and we had the best conversation ever it's the longest episode that I've ever had two hours and one minute and honestly if I would have just let it keep going we probably would have sat there for four hours talking And I honestly feel bad admitting everything that I just admitted, that I was nervous and that I was hesitant about having them on and that I was scared because they were men I don't know because I wouldn't have learned so much if Dan and Evan wouldn't have came over or if I would have let my preconceived notions about them win. I really messed up there and I think that was a great lesson to learn that like I judged a book by its cover I painted them with a very wide brush and that is my fault entirely where I'm like was so scared and like oh no you know like what are you doing girl like they're super cool they're super nice they stayed even after we recorded and like sat and talked to Andrew they had super cool uh super cool conversation with him and we just had like a great time and now we're like Pretty good friends. We like give each other shit a lot on Instagram, which is really fun. I like to like poke at them, which is kind of like my main personality trait is like giving people grief. But oh well, that's fine. And I kind of also realized that by having the hesitancy to talk to them, I was kind of cheating myself out of my own motto to never say no to a conversation, even if you don't agree with the person. Not that I don't agree with Dan and Evan; they're super cool. But like, even for example, even if if you don't agree with the person even if you don't think you're gonna learn anything even if you're like I you know I'm not like that person that's why you have the conversation you have the conversation to learn you have the conversation to widen your own mind and by putting up that wall you have put an entire hindrance on that conversation on any type of relationship that you could build with that person and you're kind of just like screwing yourself and the other person out of a learning experience which is not what for folks sake is all about we're all about taking your turn to learn never saying no to a conversation and just learning from each other, having that, I mean, do you, how many conversations do you really have a day? I mean, if you go to work, you know, you're talking to people, but I'm talking about conversations where you're not looking at your phone, you're talking to someone for an hour or more on a topic that they feel passionate about, that you can relate to, that never happens anymore. We're in the world of having heart-to-hearts over text messages, being easier than having them over the phone. So having for folk's sake and having the opportunity to meet new people and have those, like, concentrated, vulnerable conversations, with each other has really been the most amazing thing for me. So I'm really happy that I built that relationship with Dan and Evan because now I have two little friends, two little guys, two little boys. So when I first started my podcast journey, I had watched a YouTube video that basically told me that doing doing your podcast episodes in a closet is best because like the space is smaller, you have clothes to kind of like not let the sound reverberate. And I was like, that is a great idea. I'm gonna try and interview everybody that I can in a closet. Yes. Like where you stare your coats and your shirts and pants. I wanted to interview everyone in a closet and I almost, almost, tried to make one of the closets in my house like a mini studio and then like just sitting in there like I'm in a closet right now and thinking about having another human this close to me and we're just like intensely talking no screens eye contact the whole time just makes me claustrophobic but I did interview a lot of the first people in a closet like I mentioned before I interviewed Jen in a car I interviewed Taryn in her living room but like my dad I interviewed in a closet, Haley Sellage, I interviewed in a closet, and eventually I just started having people come to my house and I would interview them in Andrew's office because he at least has carpet. So I also have an office in the house, we have three bedrooms, our bedroom that we share, His office, my office, and I made the aesthetic decision to put like vinyl hardwood into my office, and then I realized, I was like, oh, I'll have vinyl hardwood, and then I'll add a rug, and that will be like enough sound- proofing or sound barrier whatever it is or acoustics and i put a rug into my office i plugged in my microphone i was like this is gonna be great i can't wait you know whatever and it still sounded echoey so the executive decision to put a hardwood floors in my office has proved not the best and there are some ways that we're gonna have to work around that i added curtains i added chairs we're making like a sound barrier wall So long story short, I am interviewing people in Andrew's office for the most part, but now I've started to kind of work on making my office or like half of the room into a studio. And so recently, I found some chairs that I really wanted from IKEA. I found them on Facebook Marketplace, bought them off of a girl for like a really low price compared to what they're sold at IKEA. I went to IKEA, I got new chair covers because she has dogs. Fun fact Paige is allergic to dogs and cats. And so I switched out the covers. I had my friend Alexis come over, we assembled everything, and she also does like home design for her job. So she had like some really great tips for me, which was great. I'm super appreciative of her and her opinion always. And so I got these chairs, I had the rug in there already, and I just kind of transformed my office into like the studio of my dreams with like soft curtains and comfy chairs and all these random items that kind of tell their own story of how I got here. And the other day I was sitting and I was found a picture of me recording in the closet in the same position that I'm in now. But I was sitting in my office and I kind of looked at the studio space and realized that this space has become like a collection of everyone that I care about. I mean, I have a lantern on the table from my friend Bree from episode 16 that she gave me before she moved to Florida. On the table, I have candles from Jason from Sway on... He's from episode 26. So I have candles and the little safety matches that are like so cute and so aesthetic I love them in there and I have a bottle with flowers that are from my wedding I have this like black geode from a shop in Norfolk Nebraska that I got when I went shopping with my mother-in-law and my husband painted all the walls white and then did the design wall the green infamous wall all by himself I hung a medicinal plants canvas that I got from my best friend Allie and it's just kind of become like this collection of all the people I know and all the people that I love Love, and I'm really excited to show you guys the studio and I'm excited to get the little barrier wall up That's like the last little thing that we need to do to make it soundproof so I can start interviewing people in this space and we're almost there and I I feel like the picture of me in the closet to the space I have going on now in my office is just amazing. It fills my heart up so much with just knowing that I essentially just started believing in myself enough to invest into making a space that is like dedicated to for folk's sake. And it's a really good feeling because when I first started this, I was like, I'm not going to do good. Like I just kind of know that this isn't gonna end up being what it is and I was really doubting myself and now having this entire space is just kind of like it's cool. I did it in a year and slowly over a year just kind of collected things or were gifted things from people and so having the studio is just I I hate calling it a studio because it's not really a studio but it kind of is. I'll just call it the office. Having the office has been a really big thing for me and I'm really happy that everything has worked out and that it's a space that I can invite people into. It'll start, I'll start having video podcasts eventually. That's like further down the line, but it's really cool to have a setup. I mean, you see these like really popular um, podcasters on Instagram or TikTok, like two hot takes. Like you can look at hers and know that that's her background. You can look at... Theo Vaughn's podcast I mean we could talk about someone super random you could see his and be like oh I know that that's his studio and so having that kind of makes me feel like okay like I'm heading in the right direction I'm gonna have my setup and it's just one of those things that you look at and that I pass in the hallway and I just feel really really proud of myself for that I like persisted long enough that this has become kind of like a necessity or like a non-negotiable where it's like okay well I obviously need like a consistent space to record in that people can come to because a lot of the times the recordings I won't have an episode that week because the sound was off or someone couldn't you know different things so I feel like having a consistent space that I can invite people over to and that I can talk to people in is gonna be very helpful to the development of for folks sake so I'm just really happy to acknowledge that part of my journey where I started interviewing people in closets and now I almost have like a finished space slash studio, I'm just, I'm overjoyed. Okay, so to finish this episode off, I had done a poll on my Instagram that asked, do you guys want to do a Q&A, call-ins, or a guest appearance? and it was overwhelmingly q a but i was kind of sad because i low-key wanted to do call-ins where i would like have people call and like leave me a voicemail <laughs> and then i could have like i don't know if it, i thought that i was gonna be like dear abby where someone would be like my man cheated on me and i need advice and then my advice would just be like leave him but that didn't come that wasn't what you guys wanted they, we decided to do the q a so i opened it up to questions First off, you guys are wild. Half of the questions I'm not going to answer on the podcast. Maybe I haven't even decided if, if I'm going to answer them like DM you guys back. There were just so many. I You guys are just so funny. I don't know what it is. I was so cracked up, but there was a couple that were the, the questions that I'm not going to answer were really good, but the ones that I am going to answer are really good too. So, um, here we go. Here's the Q&A. You guys are wild. I can't get over it. There was just so many questions where I was like, why would you even type that on your phone? Like, just, you're crazy. You guys are nuts. Okay. Anyway, so let's start off. The first question that I got was actually about my skincare routine, which I was like very flattered by because I don't really have that good of skin anymore. I started school again, and I'm not, haven't been out in the sun as much, so my acne's kind of back, and so I was like, okay, you know, but my skin has gotten a lot better since I took my IUD out, and I kind of found products that work. Shout out to my friend Dana. She was on the podcast where we talked about body positivity, and then she gave us those really good holiday cocktail ideas that I'm definitely whipping out this fall, and so she kind of helped me develop or like tell me which chemicals to use or what components in it exfoliators, cleansers, etc. to use and so shout out to Dana. So my cleanser is the Neutrogena Skin Balancing 2% Polyhydroxy Acid. It's a gel cleanser and it's for normal to combination skin because I get really dry around like my nose, my my hairline sometimes, but then in my t-zone it's just like oil central, like my t-zone and my cheeks get super super oily my t-zone and my cheeks yeah I said that right so I use that twice a day and then two times a week I use the Murad M-U-R-A-D I'm not sure if that's how you say it the Murad A-H-A-B-H-A exfoliating cleanser and that has changed my life my skin always feels so the little exfoliators aren't in there I think are like perfectly circular so they're less likely to create like micro tears in your skin it is good for hydration as well and it also the AHA BHA will help with acne and so ever since I started using that gel cleanser with this exfoliator twice a week that's when my skin really started to like kind of clear up and start cooperating with me more so I definitely really love that and then twice a day I also use like after cleansing I use the ordinary natural moisturizing factors the hyaluronic daily moisturizer this is a game changer as well because it's moisturizing but it also has a chemical in there like a component that will help with acne as well obviously all my products are like acne centered because I do have acne and I just want to make sure that everything that's going on my face isn't like I think you say it as comogenic comadogenic basically like I won't clog my pores like it's not gonna make the problem that I have worse and so this has been really great too. I can tell that if I'm not putting enough on, I'm like prone to breakouts. So if I like lather this stuff on, my skin stays really moisturized and my breakouts kind of stay at bay or heal, but they won't ever get worse. But if I don't moisturize after a certain time washing my face or something like that, like I can tell pretty quick my, my skin almost feels tight. So any Ordinary products are honestly great. I've tried their serums too, which I absolutely love. I also use the Inky List is the brand name, the Inky List, I-N-K-E-Y. I think you can get this at Sephora, maybe Ulta too, but Sephora for sure because that's where I got it. And all of these products that I'm mentioning as well are pretty reasonably priced as I'm not trying to spend a ton of money on skincare. I know they say like invest in skincare, but like I'm on a budget, girl. I'm a student and I have a podcast and I like work for a resume. I'm not rolling in the dough, okay? Who is in their 20s? Not me, tell you that much. Anyway, so from the Inky Lifts, I use their caffeine eye cream, which is great because if you know me, you know my sleep schedule is just wild. Like most nights I go to bed at like two or three in the morning and I wake up like, at a regular time-ish, like eight to nine. So I'm getting like maybe five to six hours of sleep, which is still a good amount, but my eyes are very prone to becoming puffy. I also cry all the time so the caffeine eye serum is really great for that. If I feel like my skin is puffy and like uncomfortable almost I will take an ice cube and rub that all over and that feels good. I also started using a gua sha after I moisturize my face and the moisturizer is still like not dry so it kind of glides over my skin and I have seen that really help with my jawline acne. I don't know if that's like a pseudo effect or like what that is but it has been really helpful. so i don't know if i'm like draining out stuff a lot better i also do it on my neck because i don't want my decollete to look busted when i'm like 50 so i also do the like facial exercises all over my face and on my neck and chest as well and then also i unfortunately have pretty bad body acne. So I, especially after I got married and moved to Washington, I don't know if it's like the water content in the air, like the quote-unquote humidity, but, um, I started getting acne, especially on my shoulders and my back. Yes, I change my pillow, sh- uh, pillow cases. I change my sheets twice a week. I never wear makeup to bed. I drink a lot of water, or, like, I'm getting better about drinking the water. I always do, you know, my face stuff. I wash my body once a day, even if I'm not washing my hair. I wash my body after I do shampoo and conditioner, so it's not, like, the products from my hair, or on my body, I cannot express enough how many of the right- I'm probably too clean. Maybe that's my problem, is that I'm cleaning myself too much. And so I have tried charcoal soap, I've tried, um, oh what's that one, the Ivory brand that's supposed to be good for your skin, and they did all right, but it wasn't really showing me the results I wanted. I'm not gonna lie guys, I got this soap from Linger the sexual wellness boutique run by Shauna um, in a couple episodes ago and it is amazing and it has cleared up my back completely do I still have scarring from like having back acne for five years yes unfortunately I do but I have not had any new breakouts since I started using that product even when it was my time of the month and my face was breaking out my body wasn't breaking out which is very surprising because usually like the week before enduring. It's like my face, my back, like it's so flipping bad. And so I got this soap from Shauna at Linger. I don't know what's in it. Magic and like, I don't know if it's like magic and selling your soul to the devil. I don't know what's in this soap, but it's amazing. So you guys should definitely stop at Linger and get that soap because it one, it smells terrific. And two, it just makes my skin not feel tight. I always describe my acne as giving me a pain like each Zit is its own individual sunburn, like a deep sunburn. I don't know what that means, but that's just how it feels. And so, definitely, definitely, definitely go to Linger, get the soap, and it's super affordable. You will not be disappointed at all. It's amazing. So, another question I got was what keeps you going with the podcast? What motivates you to keep going? Which I thought this was a really interesting question. And I have thought about this before because there has been multiple times where I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I think I thought I'd have quicker growth, but I think the impact that I made has been genuine. So honestly, I'm not really that concerned about the growth. Like, if I stay at the amount of people who listen now, but everyone's still getting something out of it, then I don't, like, really care that much because I think the funnest part of my day is Tuesday afternoons or Wednesday mornings when people have, had the opportunity to listen to the episode and they message me and tell me what they like what they didn't like I love having a conversation that leads into other conversations with other individuals and gaining their perspective so honestly people who listen and give me feedback motivates me a lot I think another thing that motivates me a lot is that I don't want to hate myself which sounds kind of cynical but honestly if I quit now and in two years I think about where I could have been with the podcast who I could have met who I could have talked to how I could have grown my community the lessons that I would have learned I would hate myself I would hate myself for giving up on something that I started that not only benefits others but benefits me too and helps me and gives me something to kind of look forward to every week and to keep going and making connections and figuring out what topics are interesting to me right now how can I learn more about that topic and then that leads me to people so honestly I would say what motivates me is feedback from everybody and having good conversations with people after episodes air and not hating myself. So that's about as honest as I'm gonna be there. So another question says, what is your favorite episode so far? Mm, This is a good one. Honestly, I would probably say my dad's episode. It wasn't as informational as, like, Amanda's or Shauna's. Like, they had very good information. And Adriana, too. Like, great information about how things work, their perspectives on things. With Adriana, we were talking about science and treatments and it was super fun. But, um, my dad's episode is just one that I'm really gonna cherish for the rest of my life. I don't live near my parents anymore. I live in Washington. They live in Nebraska. So, I think it's, like, 1200 miles away. And a lot of the time with dads you know you are talking to your mom or you're talking to your siblings but I got to seriously like sit in a closet for an hour and a half and just talk to my dad and kind of have him recount his life have him recount what it was like to live in Europe what it was like to start a family all the trouble that he got into because my dad was not an angel growing up but I mean who was that's boring if you're not I wasn't an angel either And so it was just really interesting and really valuable to me to listen to my dad. And he was really nervous, honestly, when we first went in. And he kept telling me, you know, if you don't like the episode, don't post it. If it's not what you want, you know, whatever. He was really nervous, I think. I don't think he wanted, I don't know why he was nervous. I do understand why he was nervous because it is nerve-wracking to be on a podcast. I've been on, I think, one podcast and I was super nervous. And so just having that recording. for myself I guess it's kind of a selfish reason to have my favorite but then also like if something were g- God god forsake ever happened to my father I have that conversation locked frozen in time for the rest of my life and I think that's invaluable and my nieces and nephews will have it for the rest of their life and sometimes honestly when I just need like a comforting background noise in my house I just turn on my dad's episode and just listen to it and um just kind of laugh. He's a funny guy. He's gone through a lot of things so he's very introspective but kind of quiet sometimes if he's nervous and so yeah I definitely say that my favorite episode so far is with my dad a hundred percent. So this question says how do you how do you describe your podcast to someone who has never listened? Okay, so I've actually had to do this before. I went to a networking event with Kanani. We know Kanani. I mentioned her earlier. She's amazing. And people, you know, they were there. They were like business people. They're like, I have a business and that's why I'm networking or I have this. And I was the only person there that was kind of more social media or like podcast cast entertainment centered, which was fine. I did get a couple like disapproving looks when people be like oh you have a podcast that's so cool what's it called and I said oh it's called for folk's sake and I will never forget these two women on the other of course they were women no offense um on the other side of the table that gave me the nastiest look like I said like oh my podcast name it's called like eating and harvesting the organ of children like it's called for folk's sake we all get it it's like an endo window not a sexual endo window but it's like a play on words and it's funny and it also has my last name in it so it's clever and they gave me the most like ugh like that you know that look where the women like suddenly like lower their eyes and kind of like look at you side eye and then look at their friends it's like I know exactly what just went through your head so like go play that game somewhere else if you're not here to support then get out like I was supportive about you when you were telling me about your job and like now all of a sudden I tell you and you like don't think it's in it okay I'm getting off on a tangent So describing my podcast to someone who has never listened, I always say it's a podcast with the idea of never saying no to a conversation and using conversation to educate yourself. There's so much divisiveness in the world and you know we all were tribal people so we stay with our tribe but it's kind of a hindrance it's you got to get out there you got to do anything so i always say each episode is me saying yes to a conversation with anyone i don't have a niche i pride myself on you know not only talking to business owners or not only talking to someone about i don't know what harry styles did like i don't have a niche and i like it that way because every episode is something different do i have the utmost respect for people that have a podcast with a niche where it's like you are targeting one group of people with one set of problems. Absolutely. I think that would be so difficult to come up with like consistent content that covers the same genre or niche kind of. And so I love being able to say like I have talked to everyone from like Adult dancers to a beekeeper, or I've talked to two dudes in a motorcycle club, but I've also talked to my dad. Like, I talk to different people, and that's what makes my podcast so interesting. So, I just always say it's every episode is me saying yes to a conversation. Oh, have you had a lot of people doubting you when you started for folks' sake? um, no, I mean, and let's say, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who screenshotted and was like, what does she think? I mean, I'm just thinking cynically here, but, um, no, I don't think so. No one, like, said it to my face, at least. I mean, people were definitely curious, but for the most part, it was like, undying. You have to do this support. I love the idea. I've been very, very supported by my friends, by my family. Um, they're a great support system. So, no, I mean, if anyone's doubted me, Uh, They didn't say it to my face, so I wouldn't know. I'm not gonna doubt that anyone didn't look at it and be like, this is so stupid and I am not gonna listen to Paige just sit here and talk to different people, which is fine. I don't want you to listen if that's your stanks energy anyway. So no, I mean, unless they like said it behind my back, I don't know anyone that didn't support me. I know people who didn't support me when I got married, but I feel like getting married and starting a podcast are two very different things because when you start a podcast, there's no implication that you might be pregnant. So uh, we'll leave that one there too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow, these are good. I only looked at like the first half and decided that some of you are nuts, but this one's a good one. So where do you want this podcast to take you? Where do you see it going? I don't know. I mean, I would love to eventually build myself enough credit in the podcast world that I could talk to people that I kind of look up to in the podcast realm, if that makes sense. I do have like, I have the list of people I want to talk to, but I do have like a mental list of other podcasters that I'm like, oh, I would, like, there's this podcast, they're called Straight Candid, and they're these two girls, and they are just so flippin' And they're really blunt. They're really honest. And Taryn actually told me about them, too, where she kind of used them as an example of like, well, if you're going to do it, you need to be honest. Look at this podcast. These girls are super cool. And um, so I'd love to talk to them sometime. I definitely need to get some more like street cred before I would ever dare to be like, hi. Uh, do you want to, like, come on my podcast? So, um, I really admire them and what they do and how they kind of run everything. They came out of the game, like, ready to go. They had video. They have super cool guests on there. And they're a little bit more open and vulnerable when it comes to their own lives, which is something that I really admire because I am definitely... I mean, if something comes up in a conversation that's applicable to my life, I'll definitely share if I feel comfortable. But there's a lot of things that I don't feel comfortable on sharing, whereas uh the straight candid hosts will tell you everything. Like thing it's so funny though, they're so honest, but there's things that they say where I'm like, oh my gosh. So people like that, um, other people that I respect in the podcast industry. I don't know why, but I've always wanted to talk to Theo Vaughn because I think he's super funny. So, I would like to just talk to people that I have respect for. I also want to talk to people who are on like TED Talk um, ratio of life where they're like giving speeches about like discoveries and innovations that they've made in science. So I'd really love to kind of focus a lot more on science because that's what I'm passionate about, specifically women in science too, while still keeping it open to fun conversations like, I don't know, me and a friend were talking about doing an episode where we just talk about like Celebrity conspiracy theories because we just send each other videos on that all the time and so stuff like that. I always love knowing that for folks' sake is kind of an open plat- platform where I can talk about whatever I want with whoever I want and so I see it going in a direction of education always and fun and just as long as it is always making me happy, then that'll be good. If I could get a video platform started that would be great too I'm in the works of that and yeah I mean I don't really know I guess just like keep growing and keep like telling people how awesome for folk's sake is I guess that's the answer to like the question How do you feel about the podcast being so successful? I don't know about the word successful. I definitely thought I would be farther along by the time I hit a year. I'm not gonna lie, last week I was kind of having an existential crisis where I thought that when I hit a year, I'd be a lot farther along, I'd have more episodes, I'd have more listeners, you know, all these things, and I kind of just realized one night how stupid that is. Um... I've made change in the world. I've educated people. I've found people who have allowed me to use their voice and use their knowledge to educate and in like positively inspire others. And so I guess in that term, I feel very successful because there's so many things like even with my episode with Ash on hormonal birth control, I've had so many women say like after listening to the episode, I realized that there's so many other ways to present prevent pregnancy I want to start looking into that you know my birth control doesn't make me happy so whether it's things like that or whether it's people who listen to Haley's episode episode four and say you know I'm really appreciative for the way I was raised and she's conjured a lot of strength in me I um I think that success in its own term is helping people and helping them, you know, whether it's gain perspective or learn something. So I feel very happy about that and that makes me feel very fulfilled as well. How can we support the pod? Oh, I mean, you can just share episodes, uh, tell your friends and listen and like my stuff i guess so yeah i guess that's something you can support always um i am actually going to be launching a website where people can listen to episodes learn more about me and there is a spot where people can submit for like guest appearances to or guest suggestions and then i'm also planning in the works i'll make this announcement now to do merch um i'm thinking uh oversized boyfriend shirts and hoodies i'm I'm not going to do anything that i don't want to wear and so yeah i want an oversized t-shirt and hoodies so that's what i'm going to start with i just have to kind of figure out design someone who can help me make them and then all the stuff that goes over there i've never really done something like that so i am kind of nervous but i'll figure it out i figure out everything so i'm not that nervous about it and so that's it those are the questions that are approved cuz i'm looking at these other ones and they're just wild you guys are wild but I love you anyway so thank you for listening I'm really happy and appreciative of you guys for one year I wouldn't be here without you guys and your support honestly means a lot to me because there's been a lot of weeks that I just wanted to throw in the towel and delete my Instagram and delete my platform that like distributes the episodes and just act like it never happened and that I never did it but I don't and I'm really happy that you guys support me and get something from my episodes and that i've created a community i'm really really thankful for you guys very appreciative so have a good day goodbye if you've made it this far into the episode i'd like to say thank you for listening but i want to hear your thoughts leave me a review or dm me on instagram to let me know what you think and subscribe to for folks sake so you never miss an episode bye